I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Pros. Pros is the custom beauty brand that is all over your feed. I had been wanting to try them for so long. And when I tell you guys that I put on my Instagram story that they were going to be sponsoring the podcast, I got so many genuine organic responses from my following of people being like, oh my God, I love Pros. I've been using it for years. So don't even just take it from me, but take it from the genuine people that reached out agreeing with me about how much they love Pros. And when Pros says custom, they actually mean it. Each and every bottle of Pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. One of the coolest parts of the questionnaire that I thought was they literally asked me about my location and my zip code so that they could understand how hard the water is here, what the UV index is like, if it's cold, if it's dry, and all of that goes into these truly personalized products. Pros even did a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised controlled clinical study, aka the gold standard in research studies, and Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. So try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering the Artie Friends listeners an exclusive trial offer so that you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash Artie Friends. That's pros.com slash Artie Friends for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash Artie Friends. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. And welcome back to the Artie Friends Podcast. This is Allison. And this is Kara. Today, we are going to be talking about how we prepare for our trips. In the spirit of me just taking my first international trip since before the pandemic started, and Kara having her month of March full of so many exciting things, we were like, wait, this is what we're doing in our real lives right now. So we might as well walk people kind of through the behind the scenes of our process, give you some advice, because I feel like our other travel episodes are kind of on the back end of like what we did or funny stories. But this one, I think we want to dive into the planning process. Yes, we'll get into the nitty gritty, how we plan our trips. But before all that, we will catch up a little bit and read your peaks of the week and share our peaks of the week. Awesome. Yeah. Anything exciting going on with you? Um, I just have a funny story. So (laughs) when I was in Mexico City, that's where I went. I stayed at this really cool Japanese inspired hotel, which... 
very happy because they we did an Instagram collaboration and I thought that it was only a $250 a night hotel because when I looked, I don't know why, I just kind of looked at like the cheapest room thinking like, okay, you know, they'll put me in like a mid-tier room. And then when I went to check out and it was like rate your experience, I was like, wait, I was in the suite. And then I looked up the rate for a weekend night and with the taxes and everything and it was 487 a night. And I was like, wow, oh, these people really hooked me up. Like this was so nice. I mean, it felt really extravagant, but it was just super generous of them. So that was awesome and a huge progress on my Airbnb goal for the year. But while I was there, they had a till breakfast, complimentary breakfast. And part of it was a matcha muffin. You know, we are big (laughs) matcha lovers on this podcast. And I was like, dude, I know this thing is not vegan. Like, I don't know what's in here, but there's definitely probably some butter or something. But how could, that would just be offensive if I passed on eating this matcha muffin right now. So rude. So rude. You had to. <laughs> and I swear to you, this matcha muffin was like a gateway drug because I haven't, like, I've pretty much eaten plant-based for a full year minus like maybe two sauces here and there and maybe like a little bit of chocolate. And I've been vegetarian. I was like thinking way back. It would have probably been 2017. I think the last time I had meat. Like a very long time. Wow. And for me, I feel like the... Dairy-ish sauces are what kind of tempt me, you know, like a good dipping fry sauce or maybe like a drizzle on a salad. That kind of tempts me. Meat doesn't really tempt me anymore. But for some reason, so I had this matcha muffin and it was amazing. And I was like, you know what? We already blew it. So I got a croissant from a French bakery and I haven't had like a good croissant since like Europe 2015. And I was like, damn, I missed this. This is really good. (laughs) So So it's egg. Is that what's in the bread? Like, because that sounds vegan to me, but it's definitely not by the way you're saying. So what's in it? Probably just butter, I would guess. Butter. Okay. Maybe some egg. Okay. Yeah. I feel like with the croissant, maybe not butter in the like baking process, but definitely after. Those things are buttery. On top. (laughs) Oh, they're buttery. So delicious. Like, yeah, I'm so impressed that you're plant-based. It's amazing. But like, oh my God, the croissants, like giving that up. Like a good croissant and coffee. There's like no better combination. No. And the place directly across the uh, street from the hotel was this brand new little coffee shop. Apparently it only opened like a week before. And that's where the croissant was. And so I was like, you know what? It's fine. But the icing on the cake, this is the shocking statement. And I am even surprising myself in saying this. And I think it's good for me to let go a little bit sometimes. So I get home from the trip and I'm telling Clay this. We're at Hiro, the place I literally always talk about on this podcast. It is a also Japanese food. Maybe I'm just really on a Japanese kick. Or apparently the rules got the mm-hmm. window with Japanese. <laughs> I don't know. But so we're at this restaurant and usually I get pad thai or like vegan sushi. And Clay and I are about to order. And I was like, babe, I kind of want crab rangoons. And he was like, what the fuck? Really? Like, I had a crab rangoon in like four years. And he was like, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll eat them. And he was like, that's what we'll do. We'll get them. And if they come and you panic, it's fine. I'll, I'll eat them for you. And I was like, okay, perfect. Because like there's crab in there. And I eat the first bite and I look at him and he's like, oh God, oh no, oh no, what? And I was like, it's fucking amazing. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he's like, all right, so we're sharing them three and three. And I was like, yeah. But I don't know, first 
First time I've had crab in forever or anything of the fish department. Yeah. So those were my couple little cheats and it was kind of fun to cheat. It felt yeah. good. And not like care. That's good. That's so good that you're saying that because I feel like I've been listening to Jordan Shooty, our food friend, talk a lot about intuition based eating on her Instagram stories. And I feel like it's so true. You just got to listen to your body. Like your body literally told you it wanted crab rangoons. I had to listen. So eat the crab rangoon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like it should be that simple. And that's so good. You're like just listen to your body because food shouldn't be, it should just be easy, you know? Exactly. And it's like, why did I decide that a matcha muffin is bad? Like I just decided that if you would have asked me six years ago, if it was bad to eat a matcha muffin, I would have been like, why why would that be bad? They're awesome. So it's just these labels of what we decide in our brain. Like, oh, that would be so bad if I did that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just silly. So it's it's fun. Wow, that's fun. You're having fun eating good food. I love that. Yeah. You can't tell me. Yeah, crab rangoons are so good. Like, that's a top 10 food for me. Yeah, I told my sister and my sister (laughs) said if I ever went plant-based, she was like, I think the crab rangoons would be the biggest thing for me. (laughs) I know. They're so good. I just feel like there's nothing else like them. But on the plant-based topic, I could not believe the amount of vegan restaurants in Mexico City. Mm. I feel like eating plant-based is like pretty doable for me here in Nebraska, but obviously Nebraska is a little behind. We don't have that many options. And I was not expecting Mexico City to have like tons, like, I don't know, 30 amazing vegan restaurants. The food was so good. There was one whole taco truck that was just a vegan late night taco truck open from like 9 p.m. to 2 a.m. or something. And I walked miles to get to this taco truck and yeah it was literally like the best taco i've ever had oh my god i'm like wow no everyone vegan tacos are fire i love like a sweet potato mm. be black bean tomato taco avocado yeah like it's so good. good avocado yeah oh yeah we had balance we had some vegan food <laughs> we had some croissants all is good but yeah how about you wait when you were in mexico city did you speak a lot of spanish like how did you communicate or do most people speak english like i want to hear a little bit about that um yeah no no one really spoke english at all okay um, okay i was wondering oh my god i actually was meaning to say this on the podcast i can't believe i forgot already but but I haven't been out of the country with brown hair yet. So all of my oh other my travels, I was a blonde and I always stood out so much, especially in more like the South America, Mexico uh, regions where blonde is not so common. And I just always felt a little more, I don't know, not unsafe. I stuck out. Yeah. And this time, especially because I went dark, dark, I was like, oh my God, I blend so much. And even just the confidence I have being 27 as opposed to like being 20. And I've been to Mexico City before. I was like, I am like blending in here because when I would like get in the Uber or like be at a restaurant, I felt like people were talking to me like I lived there. Like it wasn't like, oh, you're a tourist and we're going to kind of like talk to you in this way. We're going to like point at things. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I felt like I just had such a good experience there. And that was a huge part of why it felt so magical. So I really feel like I was just like living my normal life, not like being a tourist somewhere. Uh, Yeah, my Spanish is still not great, but I don't know. I'm really good at reading the situation and just knowing. Mm -hmm. I feel like people, when they don't know what to say, then they like overly speak. It's better, I think, (laughs) to just say like one word and like use some hand signs and like point than it is to try to like overly explain in English because then they're like, I don't even know what you're saying. Right. Yeah, no, I think that's that's the move for sure. It was still definitely doable. But I mean, even even like the hotel clerks and Uber drivers did not speak English. That's incredible. That's fun. And I feel like it's fun when you get to blend in and feel like you live there. That's so cool. Agreed. 
I think I just love visiting a country where I don't speak the language because then I feel like I don't have to talk. Mm, like I yeah. can just kind of be in my own element and like, oh yeah, sorry. I mean, it's definitely respectful to learn the language, but I just mean like I wanted to kind of go there to like be solo and not even just like talk to say other tourists or something. Like I could just kind of be mm-hmm. in my own little bubble. Yeah. Which is something we'll get into today is like different trips serve different purposes. Like there are trips and you want to talk to the locals, you want to find all the hot spots figure out what is a local's guide to that area. There's times where you just want to be alone and just vibe out quietly. Yeah, exactly. Any fun catch-ups? Let us know. I think what I've been up to lately, I went to the mall, like a normal mall, for the first time. Probably, I don't even know when, like two or three years. And let me tell you, that's like walking back in time. Have you ventured (laughs) out to your local mall lately? What did I have to get in the mall the other day? I, oh, I had to go to the Sephora inside JCPenney. So mm-hmm. I had to like get in there and same. I was like, this is busy. People come to the mall still. Yeah. Apparently. Wait, that's so true. There were a lot of people there. I'm surprised that these places are still open, but I guess people are still going. Then they, you know, that works for them. But I am leaving tomorrow for a trip. That's it. Orlando. And of course I literally have like no clothes. And it's not that, I mean, like I have no clothes, but like it's gonna be 90 degrees. It's gonna be hot and sticky. And I'm gonna be with like my coworkers, like professionals. Like, so I have clothes, but I feel like I need more like appropriate work, 90 degree weather clothes, like just some like normal shorts. Cause I have a lot of jean skirts that are good for hot weather, but I don't wanna be wearing jean skirt like in this video shoot for like 12 hours a day. So I set out to try and find jean shorts and immediately was a failure. I I don't know about you, but I feel like jean shorts are just like so atrocious on me. So I don't know. Really? That is such a know, funny like, statement. I feel like it's my body type because it, <laughs> it looks so good on other people, but I literally put them on. And I'm like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I try on like four different pairs of Levi's. Do you feel like you just don't horrible. know how to style them maybe with the nicer blouses? Because I do agree. I kind of think of like jean shorts as being pretty casual. Like I wear them mm-hmm. with like a t-shirt or just like a basic. I think it was the style. Like I feel like all the ones that they had, because I was at Nordstrom, they had like the 501 Levi jean shorts. I feel like all of them had like frills on the bottom or like fraying. And I feel like that one, like, you know how they have the frays that like go across and it like is in a straight line, you know, where yeah. it hasn't been ripped yet you know it's going to rip. So like just whenever you're trying them on, I feel like you have to envision it just like not there. So then I'm like, okay, now it has like this weird like half moon scoop up. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, we are so funny because you're right. This is definitely like producer, like organized care coming out <laughs> of liking things crisp. And I'm like, let's put another hole in it. Literally this shirt I'm wearing right now, I it's like a men's button up and I ripped off all the buttons and there's like 10 holes in it. And I'm like, now it's perfect. Yeah. I mean, I love that for sure. I love that for jeans. Like give me whole jeans. Like I feel like jean shorts. I'm like, my literal butt cheeks are hanging out. I don't know. I think we're going to find a good pair. (laughs) I think we're going to find a good pair. Don't know when, don't know where. I feel like ragged denim would maybe be good for you. Like the brand, brand? ragged. Because I do know what you mean about the Levi's. Like literally the pair that I just posted on my feed, they're like so frayed up at the bottom. And I was like, yes, this is exactly what I wanted. These are so me. But I've gotten from ragged before. R-A-G-G-E-D. Mm-hmm. I feel like they sell them like through other... Okay, like these ones on your Instagram? Yeah. Like those are cute. I feel like that's very cute. I think the ones I was trying on, it just looked like an adult diaper on me. <laughs> like, I don't know what was going on. I think it's like when they slit up the sides, which was cute. I love how this is like straight across the ones that you have. I do definitely I know. know what you mean. They're trying to make it really high cut on the outer thigh. Yeah. 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 
And I'm like, this is literally giving diaper pull-ups. <laughs> like, Especially if they're really light wash. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my quest. It was a failure. Um, I went to PacSun and I felt like way too old to be there. And I like immediately walked out. <laughs> I feel like H&M would be a good option for this yes. trip. I will. I'm going to try and go to H&M today. I think that's a good option because... When I was in a big crunch for my Morocco trip, I went to H&M and like had such good success. Like I found lots of good staples, you know, just like linen pants. I don't know, like a lot of like flowier materials and stuff. So I'm going to try and go there today. I just, I had 40 minutes because I was trying to run to the mall for seeing Batman, the Batman movie. And that was really good. So that is probably my peak of the week. I'm just going to say it now. Yeah, it was do it. The let's go into it. Was, yeah, let's go into it. The Batman movie was so good. Highly recommend I, me and Connor just like love movies, like reading Rotten Tomatoes. We like watching trailers. Like that's just always been our thing. I mean, a lot of people like movies. I'm not saying that I'm special at all, but just like some background, like we were very excited for this movie. Like we've been waiting for months. So it was totally lived up to our expectations. 10 out of 10. Amazing. Good. Did you go to an enhanced movie theater experience? I think it was a regular one. I haven't done like really any of those because I know you really liked that for Dune. So I, maybe I'll see it again and because it's like IMAX. Is that what it's called? Or is it different? Or Dolby Vision or something? Yeah, it's the Dolby Theaters. Okay, I'm going to have to try that. We just wanted to go like at a certain time and all of Connor's friends came with us and we had like a big group go, which is actually it gave me like flashbacks to going and hanging out at movie theaters yeah, in, when you're in like school. sixth grade because <laughs> Connor's friend like threw a piece of popcorn at our friends in the room in front of us and I was like I literally just had a war flashback to like Avatar 2008 like hanging out with all my friends and then like we're all like laughing and screaming I'm like how did no one like come up and punch us in the face and like kick us out of the theater oh my gosh and do you remember at uh, Village Point that's like our local yes. movie theater spot where one person with like their parent some cool parent would buy the like rated R ticket or whatever so then that <laughs> friend would like go through and then they would go unlock the side emergency doors and then everyone else would just come in the back door like how do they not catch on when like hundreds of high schoolers are just filing in the back every Friday and Saturday night. Oh my gosh. Yeah. If you're from Nebraska Village Point when we were in middle school was like the place to hang out because they didn't have like it was like an outdoor mall. So they had like this little fireplace area and you could like hang out there and no one would like yell at you. So we would hang out there to like 10 or 11 at night and then oh, no, 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 no. the curfew. I was going to say, don't forget that they had a 9 p.m. pickup curfew. After, I feel like it was after all the chaos ensued. Like, I feel like I had been phasing out of that phase by that point. <laughs> I was like, that sucks for all you sixth graders. I'm in eighth grade. We're not hanging out here anymore. Yeah, they made the 9 p.m. curfew where you had to get picked up, which I'm like, bye. Oh my gosh. Couldn't be would- me. And we would go into the Apple store. So that like, this was right when Apple actually opened stores and they would have the IMAX Mm -hmm. out. And you and all of your friends, guys and girls, you would go in front of the big IMAX thing and you would do the photo booth. Photo shoots. Yeah. And you would take the pictures with your group and your friends and then you would email them to yourself and then you would have the pictures. I have so many. Maybe we'll have to post. We're going to post a photo. (laughs) Yes. When this episode comes out, go to the Instagram. We're going to have our iMac photo booth photos. I literally have like videos. Like, why did they not kick us out? I have videos dancing in the store, like playing a Shakira and like that Waka Waka song. Like, I literally have that. I know I do. Oh my gosh. That's what we did. But now we're loyal. Now we're Apple loyal. So maybe that was their strategy. 
let these ding-dongs around the store <laughs> play their music, take their pictures, because now who's on this life. call on a MacBook Pro? <laughs> they, Yeah, they were right. So funny. Okay, good little flashback yes. there. Yes. Aside from my war flashback at the movie theater, what is your peak of the week? Okay, my peak of the week is that I've been running outside again. Last week, I had my first outdoor run of the 2022 year. And that's always just an exciting, nostalgic feeling for me because it reminds me of the first day of like track practice in high school where it's a little bit chilly, but it's sunny. And you have this like feeling that you know how hard and how much you're going to run over the next few months. So it's kind of exciting. Last April and the April before, I did a hundred miles. And I wasn't going to say this out loud because I was like, man, if I say it out loud, then I feel like I'm going to have to do it again. So TBD, I don't know. I'm deciding because it's a <laughs> lot. It averages out to be like 3.3 miles a day. And if you don't go one day, then you have to double down the next day. And then if you don't do two days in a row, you got to run like 10 miles. But I did it as running two years ago. I think maybe a more balanced approach would be to allow walking in there. Yeah. Because when I just did running, Peaches can't really run because she's so small. So I'd have to like take her for, or I'd go for a run and I'd go back inside and get her and like take her on my cool down walk. But then I wasn't like counting all of those extra Mm -hmm. mileages with her. But I think I might be reasonable. You know, we're finding the balance this year, I guess. Yeah. And if it's back to why we always say, like, what's your why? Is your why to be running faster? Or is it just to get out and moving? Because it's just to get moving. Does it yeah. matter if it's running or walking? Exactly. It's to feel the sun on my skin, get out of the house, not look at my phone, mm-hmm. feel good, maybe get a little sweat going. Yeah, it's just so exciting. And I maybe mentioned this on the last episode, but I ran into my high school cross country and my high school track coach last week. And I'm just so inspired to like go to high school meets this spring. And one of my cutie little favorite customers at New Wave, she goes to a different high school than I went to, but she's like killing it, like taking state, breaking records. And I messaged her and was like, can you send me your track schedule? Like I want to come watch you this spring. So I think I'm going to do that. (laughs) Oh, that's so cute. I know. I Once my life settles down and I'm like in my 40s, I would totally be a cross-country coach. I could see that. Oh my gosh. Because it's fun. You don't have to like teach them educational things like in a classroom. Like our cross-country coaches would just go on runs with us. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, my really cool middle school teacher was a track coach. She was awesome. Mrs. Officer. That's her real name. Wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> Not that song. <laughs> yeah. Her name is literally Mrs. Officer. Coolest lady ever. If anyone knows her, she was like one of my track coaches because she did club. And I think you did club too, right? Club track? Or did you just do high school track? Uh, no, I just did it through my middle school. And then okay, yeah, because I think she did the middle school and club. So she was like all over Omaha running oh the track things, but she was amazing. It's kind of weird how club and school are different because then like I did club soccer, but I never played for mm-hmm. my high school soccer team. And I did. Uh huh. Yeah. I did club softball, but then played basketball for my high school. I, I don't know how one decides. <laughs> yeah. It's like, so the sports are probably so competitive now. Like with all. The <gasps> no, kids. they literally are. Okay. When I <laughs> had basketball games in high school at the girls games, like no one would come. No atmosphere. Like no one cared. It was honestly embarrassing. Like you could hear a dime drop on the floor. And <laughs> at this girls district game, me and my sister are looking at each other and we're like, they have a student section. Like wow. people are cheering. Like probably like over a hundred students. Like there's banners and people are excited and they're yelling 
feeling. And I was like, wow, this is, times are different. That's the also We love that. Made me reflect on how like seen you would be now as a high schooler. Like I felt like in high school, you could just kind of blend in before the era of phones. Nowadays, I'm like, whoa, people could like film. Like no one was like, if I was like messing up at a track meter in last place, like no one would be like zooming in on me. Like, look at her losing. But now I wonder if they get like annihilated. Yeah. The cell phone era and like being in middle school, that scares me. In high school, yeah. I feel I feel for those kids. I feel like that's be must so be really hard. tough. Like, middle school yeah. and high school are hard enough without having to worry about every move you make. Not to add anyone's stress to anyone. That's yeah, everyone's like, yeah, you. I know it's stressful. I'm <laughs> living it. Leave me alone. That's why probably Gen Z just makes a joke out of everything because they're like, it's literally us when starting the podcast. It's like, I have to laugh at me before everyone else does. Okay, and now your guys' peak of the week. We're going to read some travel peaks in the spirit of planning our trips. So Hannah said that she thinks she's going to re-sign her contract to teach another year in Hawaii. So unexpected. Well, I'm. that's amazing because that means that it must have turned out to be an awesome experience. So congrats. Amazing. Christina said, went on a ski trip with new and old friends. So fun. We love a good ski trip vibe. That's amazing. Love that. Kaylee said, taking a trip to Paris with friends. What a dream. Pack me. I'd love to go. And Max said, a trip to Ireland to visit my incredibly smart BFF in med school. Wow. So many things. Ireland, med school. That's amazing. Okay. And last one, Jillian said, I checked the Roman bass off my bucket list this weekend. It's so fun. Wow. All these trips, amazing. Take us with us. As always, you guys know what to do. Send us your peaks on the Instagram. At We're Already Friends. Okay, let's get into travel. Let's go. This is so appropriate, as you guys know, with both of our backgrounds. And it's funny because like one of my first ever TikToks that went viral was about planning travel and trips. So kind of a full circle moment right now. Okay, maybe you should give the listeners a little bit of background of like what you do for work related to some of these shoots. Because like, I know you're a producer, but it's like, what what does that mean? Yeah, so I am a freelance producer if you guys didn't know. I produce travel and tourism videos. So this is like kind of also my skill set because literally these video shoots that I produce for, let's say, visit the USA and they want to go to California and Nevada. They'll be like, okay, we have 10 days. We want you guys to shoot these places. We want you to find some awesome local people to feature. Um, okay, go make it happen. So then they hand it off to me where like I have where we're going, what they want us to film, and then I have to fill in all the blanks. So like I have to figure out what days are going to be at a certain place, like what time we're going to wake up, where we're going to drive to, how long it's going to take to drive there what we're going to shoot. So it's two things. It's like planning a video shoot, but it's also more planning a trip and an itinerary. So it kind of feels like I'm a little travel agent for our videographers and our cast and crew, our talent. So I feel like I was good at planning trips before this job because I'm coming up on three years of working this job. Um, So crazy. So crazy. But I feel like I'm very much more organized, more, I can do things quicker now. So I think with both the tips Allison and I are going to give, you just get better with practice, you know, planning your first trip, you figure out what you didn't need to plan, what you did maybe could have planned better looking ahead or looking back. So yeah, I think we can talk about where we even start and hopefully this can give you guys some groundwork to plan your next trip. And also I feel like the planning process is just as fun as the actual trip itself, because it gives you just 
so much good energy. You can look forward to things like when you're scrolling Pinterest, looking at places in that destination that you want to go, like it just gives you so much excitement and serotonin. So don't sleep on the planning process. I agree. And okay, I'd like to know for these clients, what is your ideal amount of time to prepare for this? That's such a good question. I feel like See, I've gotten a little bit like lazier with my trips because now that I can do these things a little bit faster, I plan them like two weeks in advance. But I feel like one to two months in advance is plenty of time. Certain destinations, I'm sure you need to plan further ahead depending on what you're doing. Like maybe if there's a tour that gets booked out, like if you are going to a conservation and they only do a certain amount of tours, like maybe in Rwanda and you're going to go see like the, whatever they have, the gorillas. Like I know like maybe that requires more planning than maybe just a backpacking trip or a road trip throughout the U.S. So I'd say one to two months before is probably plenty of time. Wow. I, I do you literally think? thought you were going to say one to two days because I'm a psychopath. <laughs> I know. I would do. I really would do a week. I really, if you want me to, my true answer, like I bought my flights for the Dominican Republic like eight days before and we planned it like a week before. Yeah. I think I booked so my, I booked my flight for Mexico City on Sunday morning and I left on Tuesday at like 5 a.m. So not even yes. 48 hours before. And everyone's like, well, it's so, it's so expensive to travel last minute, but it isn't all the time. Like it really isn't. Like you and me went to Colombia. Our flights, we booked maybe 10 days in advance and they were just regular price. I think it gives you a lot more flexibility and you don't have to commit to things long-term. I That's what I like about picking destinations last minute. Like I don't know where I'm going to want to go in six months. So how can I like book a flight that far ahead? But also, yeah, you can just like go where you want to go based on how you're feeling. But I will say there have been a few times where I've missed out on a few things from booking things last minute. Like I think I bought a flight to Amsterdam a month ahead of time and like all the Anne Frank museum tickets were already sold out. So like, you know, there's pros and cons, but I would still rather do the latter, like, you know, pick things later on. But you know, it depends on again, what you want to do. If wherever you want to go, like the Anne Frank Museum was like a must for you. Maybe you have to plan that trip a little more ahead of time, you know? Yeah. It all depends on what you want to do. That's exactly what I was just going to say. If like, that's why you're going, then make sure that those are available. But if you don't care, like maybe horrible to say, but I never went to the Anne Frank house and I've been to Amsterdam four times. Like just where your priorities lie within that trip. But there was this really cool house. It's called Casa Organica. You've probably seen it on Pinterest. It literally looks fake. It's outside of Mexico City and the tickets sell out like two to three months in advance. So obviously I couldn't go. And I even emailed the guy in Spanish, of course. And was like, if I show up, like what if someone doesn't arrive? Like, could I take their spot? Or like, do you have a wait list? Like I'm one person. And he was like, no, sorry. <laughs> like, thought, por favor, señor. <laughs> <laughs> so now I know that that's something that really is on my bucket list for Mexico City. So mm-hmm. if I am to go back there, I probably would book it enough in advance because I really want to go to that particular destination there. Yes. And so I think like with the whole travel planning atmosphere, the whole thing, one, figure out what you're going for. Is it a certain place? Like, yes, make sure that If it was that museum, make sure that it's available. If it's a lot of locations you want to hit, I feel like that is the biggest problem that I face where I require a lot of planning. Maybe I only have seven days, you know, with five days PTO and a weekend where I want to go to three different states. That happened to me two summers ago. 
Okay, so with all the travel planning, yes, that first element is just make sure if you're going somewhere for a certain location, a certain thing that that lines up, that's available before you go to the destination or book anything. I think the second element is figuring out what you want to see when you're there because the trips for me that require the most planning are places or are things where I want to go to like eight different places in a week or three different states like last summer or two summers ago me and my friends were driving four different states in eight days and that was a trip where I literally had like a spreadsheet because I need to figure out okay if I leave Omaha and go to Denver that's an eight hour drive like I can't just kind of wing it or you know leave whenever I want that required kind of a bit more planning because then I was picking people up in Denver and then we were leaving for our next reservation the next day in Wyoming so I think you need to figure out how many places you want to see and be realistic with how much time you have. So that's kind of like where I would start with the travel process. Because even, for example, the Dominican Republic, we knew we had seven days as well. And we were okay with maybe just doing two locations so that we weren't having like a super tight itinerary getting all across the country in seven days. Because you're gonna have to sacrifice. Maybe it's like a little bit more you know, staying on the schedule if you want to see all these things where we were like, okay, we're fine just seeing like two areas of the country and just like not feeling like we have to get up and like get in the car. Because yeah, you just have to ask yourself what kind of trip you're going for. You're trying to see everything and know that you'll never come back to this place. So you want to do it all now? Or are you okay with sacrificing and just picking a few spots to just have a little more less pre-planning required? And probably making sure the people you're going with are all on the same page. Mm-hmm. Like you, Hania, and McKenna agreed before you went to the Dominican Republic, like, okay, this is going to be more of like a chill girl's trip. Mm-hmm. This is a question on a statement. Yeah, no. And like, <laughs> that we were okay with just doing, because going from one part of that country to the other was a four-hour drive and then there was like all these other parts we wanted to see too we're like okay let's just make that four-hour drive once and then you know come back down just so that we're not like spending a lot of our days go go going like we want to just be able to enjoy two different places whereas my other trip last summer we were going I started in Omaha then we went to Denver then we went to Wyoming then we went to Utah like North Utah South Utah then back to Denver and that was like okay yeah We were all on board. Like we wanted to go see all those states. Like we wanted to knock those places out because we didn't know when we'd be in that part of the country again. Exactly. Because there's nothing more frustrating than being with a group and you're like, okay, well, we've got to get up. We're like tomorrow morning, FYI, like meet in the lobby at 5 a.m. because we need to do this thing. And then people being like, no, like I want to go out tonight or like I'm tired. (laughs) And you're like, okay, but we, we booked this thing. So we have to get going. And you're right. We all communicated that beforehand we wanted to do this craziness and both those times we were all on the same page and like yes it was never like well I want to do this instead like can we stay here an extra day it's like it was communicated that it was either going to be a little bit more hustle bustle a little more chill but yes that's such a good point because how we've mentioned in other episodes some people want to go on vacation just to chill and not be triggered at all by any sort of thing going wrong or any bit of stress and some people like I feel like you and I we will do more hectic things if that means like getting a better travel experience, which is subjective, but that's what it feels like for us. Totally. So that was like kind of how I view travel planning. Like the first steps is just like figuring out what you want to do, how long you want to do it and like how many places you want to go. So give us your starting point. Like you realize you have some days off. Where do you go from there? Yeah, I I wrote this out as an Instagram caption recently. So it's actually very helpful that I kind of already had this thought out. But mm-hmm. pretty similar to you, I my first step is to determine my intention for the trip. But 
in kind of like a soul-searching way? Is it like, do you want to go somewhere because of the weather at that particular time? Do you want to party? Do you want to meet people? Do you want to be educated through a museum or sites and galleries? Are you wanting to get away, but you're on a really tight budget? Is it to visit loved ones? Do you need time in nature? Uh, Is it just something you want to do by yourself or maybe a historical site? Like, I think it's very important to figure out what you maybe have like a little bit of void of in your life right there of why you're wanting a trip. Because I feel like it's easy to be like, oh my gosh, like I really need a vacation. And it's like, but why? Because Mm -hmm. if you're going to spend the money and the time planning it and all of this effort, you want the vacation and or the trip or the adventure to fulfill that yearning that you had. And if you don't figure out that why from the beginning, and then you take a trip and you're like, well, that was fun, but it didn't really do the thing that I needed it to do then you're going to be left being like, well, I spent all this money and it just wasn't worth it. And that's a horrible Mm -hmm. feeling because every trip and destination like fulfills different needs. Like if you want hustle and bustle and seeing a ton of people and trying tons of food and having like crazy experience, like maybe New York's perfect. If you're like, I don't want to see another single human, then maybe you want to go somewhere really remote where, or you want to be taken care of. So maybe you go to like a retreat where people are going to be waiting on you and you can have like Mm -hmm. massage. So there's just so many different ways to travel. And I don't think I thought that whole process through when I was younger. I was just like, I want to get away. I want to take a trip. I want to see these places. Like I want to go here, here, and here. Like I've heard Paris is amazing. I want to go to Greece, but I wasn't really thinking about like, why do I want to go to those places? And then when I get there, what do I want to do? Do I just want to go to Paris to see the Eiffel Tower? Or is it for a croissant? Or is it (laughs) to sit at the cafes? Is it to go to the Louvre? Like, why do you want to go there? And then I feel like that can determine how long you need to be there, which then leads you to being able to figure out what all places you want to see while you're there. Mm -hmm. So all that being said, I also think the budget is extremely important. Of course, with travel, there are going to be things that come up. It's going to end up costing more money. Like there's, it's way too hard to nail down like exactly how much it is. But I would just say, give yourself a good cushion because there's nothing worse than being at a place and wanting to do something or have some experience and then being like, but I can't afford it. And I'm literally already here. Thankfully, Mm -hmm. we're not thankfully. Now we have credit cards. But when I was in 2015, when I was backpacking around Europe and I was like, a broke little backpacker. I remember being in Portugal and having like, I was at the very end of my 90 days and I wanted to take these surf lessons so bad. And I didn't have enough money to like pay out the last days of my hostel and then like get back to the, I was like, I ended up having $6 left. And so I, this was like early August. And so I called my mom and I was like, is there any way, whatever you were going to spend on my birthday present in October, can I have my birthday present early? Like it's, probably like a hundred bucks to do this surfing tour or surfing class. Could you just buy it for me and then not give me any gifts? So I was able to do it, but it was very nice of her to offer that, but it would have been terrible if I was there, made it all the way to the Portugal Algarve. It's like famous for surfing. And then I couldn't do the one thing that like you do when you're there. Mm -hmm. So, because it's like kind of how we've talked about, you think, oh, I can just come back or I'll save it for next time, but it's better to just... Do it if you can, if you're already there and you have the Mm -hmm. means to. So then once I kind of have my destination plotted out, then I start looking at flights or if it's going to be something that's drivable. And then my favorite way to save all of these places is to go into Google Maps and open the app so I can see how it is. Okay, so in the middle, there's a saved button. 
and then you can make a list. So if you make a new list, you can call it, say, Miami. And then when you find a place, you can look it up on the map and then save it to that list. And I know in other episodes, we've talked about like saving it to our Instagram folders or our Pinterest. And like, that's great. I think that's like the first step. But then importing that onto the map is really helpful for me because then when I'm there and I'm on the ground and I'm like in some cute neighborhood and I'm like, oh my God, but like what coffee shop should I go to? Or like, wait, what's going on around me? I remember when I was in Palm Springs, that happened. And then I looked on the map and it'll show you what you have saved. And I was like, wait, that one random cute little cafe that I found before I even got here is just up around the corner. And then you can just go there. So So I feel like it looks like when I'm traveling, like, oh, I just happen to stumble upon these cute places. And that totally does happen as you're walking. But it's nice when you can see on the map them all clustered together. And I'm a big Google Maps fan for the fact that they have the little yellow background. So on the map, like gray is just like normal city or whatever. And then you have the green for parks. Well, wherever the yellow is, that means it's like a busy area. Mm -hmm. And that's helpful in a new city to look and be like, okay, well, I'm not sure what's over there, but obviously there's a lot going on, which probably means cute cafes or shopping or something. And that can be a good place to start if you're looking for accommodation or something. Or of course, just Googling like cool trendy neighborhoods in XYZ city. Mm -hmm. It's helpful too. Um, But yeah, I've been talking for a while, so you can feel free to piggyback off of anything I said there. I think saving things, like you said, on Google Maps is the single hand best thing you can do for traveling. If you're going to take one tip in this episode, like literally look up either just like one to two locations per category. So maybe find like one to two coffee shops, one to two restaurants that look good and in your budget and save them on your Google Maps because that is so true. The amount of times I've just been on the ground somewhere, even in St. Louis, like we had an hour and a half wait time for brunch, like at this new place I hadn't been to before in St. Louis. I'm like, what are we going to do? And I looked at my phone and I had saved, starred a vintage store four blocks away. So we just like walked down there. I'm like, wow, I've been wanting to go here. Someone recommended this to me and I had it saved and realized it was right there and so close. So I feel like it's those easy wins that you can make, especially with food and especially when you're hungry, because no one likes picking a restaurant and reading reviews when you're standing there starving and all Mm -hmm. the restaurants you're finding are $4 signs when you could have maybe just saved a couple $2 sign restaurants that had really good reviews and make that easy decision because that's the worst. Exactly. And you're probably not going to remember like all of these different names and things. Like, let's say you saw that on Pinterest or someone told you or whatever. And you're like, oh, I'll remember. Well, when you get to that city and there's traffic and there's people talking and this is going on and you're hungry and you're sweating and all of this stuff, you're not, your brain is not going to be like, oh my God, yes, I exactly remember the name of that place and exactly where it is. You're going to just need to look at your map and be like, oh my God, there's something right there. Let's just go. Yes. Yeah. So I love that tip. And also, yeah, love emphasizing again, like what is your purpose for going on the trip? Because I know I have friends who I really want to want to see this year. And, you know, we thought about maybe playing a trip together, but it's like, would reconnecting with a friend who I haven't seen in two and a half years, would going on a crazy four states in eight days trip make sense to like catch up and just like hang out on the couch and like eat food and connect? Like would the, I mean, yeah, that could be great too. But if if you're really trying to connect and just like hang out, maybe just visiting one of each other is the better trip. And like, you'll get more bang for your buck or you'll feel better about that rather than like planning a whole trip together and maybe getting like stressed. I don't know. It's totally up to you, but just like reevaluating those things, I feel like was so important. Kind of like a honeymoon. Like a lot of people just go on the honeymoon to just 
chill and do nothing and like be waited on. And you should pick a destination, like an all-inclusive resort for your honeymoon. If you just want to relax and like soak in the fact that you're married, because people always ask me like where they should go for their honeymoon. And I'm like, well, what, what do you want to do? And they're like, we don't want to do anything. And I'm like, okay, I know it sounds, you know, typical, but maybe an all-inclusive like is the best for that reason. So, okay, wait, I'm curious. Where do you want to go for your honeymoon? <sighs> That's a question that I think about a lot because I'm like, where do I want to go? Because I would love to do like the overwater bungalows in Tahiti. I feel like that is like, you know, the stereotypical honeymoon, but like, that is what it is. Like it's famous for that because they're good at doing that, you know? So I don't mm-hmm. feel like it would be, you know, like, I mean, it would be kind of basic to go there, but like, if that's what they're known for, they probably do it right. I don't know. I feel like either there or just some other beach, like Antigua looks really cool. I don't know. I love beaches, like that kind of vibe for honeymoon. So whenever people ask me, I'm like, go to the beach. I don't know. I just want to like lay by the pool and like not do anything. What about you? I think Clay and I will maybe go to Argentina so that he can, um, what's down there? Chile. Chile and Argentina. Uh, What is the famous? Patagonia. Thank you. I was like, it's, it's a big thing. Um, that's like (laughs) Clay, Clay really wants to do that. And that is like so out of my comfort zone. And then I feel like Buenos Aires is like, so me. And even though I'm not drinking right now, I just feel like going in a vineyard, even if you're like, not even drinking that much wine. It's just like so romantic and like Mm -hmm. an isolated picnic away. So I feel like it could be cool if we did like a third of the trip, maybe down by a beach, a third in Patagonia and a third more in the wine country. So, but TBD, I kind of just pulled that out of nowhere. I love the thought of tackling a bucket list item as a honeymoon, because I feel like when you're with your honeymoon asking for time off, like they're going to say yes. So if you need to take like more time to go to Patagonia or like do something crazy like that, that would be a great time to do it. So it's up to you. Those are just some ideas. No wrong, no wrong answer. Yeah. Okay. So that's all the prep end of mm-hmm. picking out spots. Do you have like any flight tips though, or like car rental tips? I think a few more tips for picking out spots. I feel like, you know, when you are going to go star some places, my favorite places to find those star locations, definitely Pinterest. Like I love looking at itineraries on Pinterest, but I feel like I'll usually mix and pull from different ones. Mm -hmm. So like my Bible for when I need to actually plan a trip myself is this Excel spreadsheet that I posted in my Instagram bio when that one TikTok that I posted, which I'll also link in the show notes. I posted a TikTok about planning trips and everyone's like, what spreadsheet do you use? I'm like, just take mine. So when I'm pulling from the spreadsheet or like pulling ideas for the spreadsheet, I love looking at Pinterest. Um, I'm trying to think what else, where else do you find really good travel recs? TikTok. Yeah, I'll start on Pinterest and then go to those people's blogs yeah. and then maybe read some of the other articles that they have on their site. I mm-hmm. agree. I definitely like to pull from a lot of different outlets because I'm mm-hmm. never going to be someone that's going to like mimic someone's trip right. ever. Like I want, I said this whole lowdown on my Instagram story. Uh, maybe I'll reshare it. So I'm just someone who does not want unsolicited recommendations for a trip. Like the fun and travel to me is like finding that on my own, even if that is like finding it on Pinterest or someone's blog or an Instagram post, like I went out of my way 
to seek out that information to where I just don't really want someone being like, oh my God, I see you're at this place. Like go here, 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 and here. I'm like, ah, you kind of ruined it for me. Like I wanted the feeling of like discovering it myself, which is such a similar feeling of like when I'm going thrifting and I, it's like, I know that I could just go to Urban Outfitters and find a really cute pair of jeans. But when I like discover it for myself in a thrift store, it just feels more like it's meant to be And that Mm -hmm. I was like supposed to end up at that place at that time. And so I was trying to be like, I just kindly didn't share where I was because I don't want recommendations. And I cannot believe how many people DM'd me and they were like, oh my God, same. I hate when I'm somewhere and someone just sends me a DM of all of the places. They're like, thank you, didn't, did not ask. And I know it's coming from such a good place. Like the person's like, this was so cool. And like, I want you to experience it. And I think it's appropriate to be like, hey, oh my gosh, like I see you're in Greece. Like I absolutely loved it. If you need some recs, I've been, let me know. Like, I think that's so appropriate. And I would be like super happy if someone sent me a DM like that. But I think it's just the unsolicited advice that Mm -hmm. rubs me the wrong way. I don't even know where I was going with that. But yeah, I guess I was just putting it out there for this too. Then I also find things on travel type publications like Mm -hmm. Arch Digest has some really cool spots that they'll highlight or D-Zen, D-E-Z-E-E-N. Like there's all different types of travel magazines that have kind of gone digital that have really cool articles on there, especially if they're around the area of maybe like outdoor adventures or architecture or like a culinary scene. They'll kind of highlight some feature spots on there. So I love looking at those. Yeah. And of course, as always, talking to locals can get you some really cool spots. Like I think I mentioned in one of our episodes when we were in the DR, Hania was just chatting with a local and found us like this cool hidden beach. So lots of good spots. Yeah. Okay. I think moving into other parts of pre-planning and travel flights, I have to say that Flights and hotels are just so expensive now. Like, I feel like there's no way around this. That is definitely gonna be the most most expensive part of your trip. At least for me, it always is. I think just with COVID, like I've been planning two or three different shoots that are upcoming this month and next month. And like our budget was like 100, 150 for hotels. All of them are like in the 200 range. I know you can do it less expensive. I know it's possible, but I'm just putting that out there that like, if you're thinking of planning a trip with pre-COVID prices, just keep in your mind that flights and hotels have like skyrocketed. I don't know. Maybe it's just the season of travel. Maybe it's just spring break too. But that's why I'm really, really, really leaning into booking things with my points. And I know we have talked about credit card points in the past and like we do want to do a whole episode on this, but I cannot express enough how much easier travel has gotten with my life since I decided to take a hold of my credit and do credit card points in a responsible way that's setting me up for success. And then getting my first credit card that had no benefits, having that for a year and then getting a credit card that has points. Because for example, I'm going to Orlando a few days before the shoot starts and I have a hotel in downtown Orlando, gorgeous view, so beautiful. And I booked the whole thing with points. And then I'm going to South by Southwest for two days and I booked my hotel with points. So I think if you are trying to travel more or get into the planning thing, I have all these points from buying things at home or for my house. Like you get points from using your credit card in everyday purchases. And so if you're paying for stuff with a debit card or you're using a credit card that's not getting you a lot of points, like definitely reevaluate because it's like free money. And I know, you know, I know it's not free money. Nothing's free. And I know there's like a whole, you know, banks and credit card stuff can be shady and stuff. But for me, it makes so much sense to take control of your points and like get, get it figured out. 
Yeah, I think you do a great job of like saving your points for future travels because you're someone mm-hmm. who is traveling so much. Another way if some if you didn't maybe, I don't want to say self-control, but if you weren't thinking about stacking up points for the future, mm-hmm. for example, I got a new credit card in September. And then when I did my Hawaii trip, I was able to get 125,000 points, which is the equivalent to $1,250. So that actually ended up covering almost my Hawaii trip because when I went down there, I stayed with my friend and she had this thing worked out where we were staying at this guy's coconut resort. So we didn't have to pay for that. So literally all I had to cover was half the rental car, my flight, and then like our groceries. So you can either use the points to book future stuff or you can pay yourself back. And the points, if you use it towards future stuff, are going to give you more point to dollar value. But at the time I was like, I'm honestly like just kind of interested in paying myself back for the trip that I already had going. So that's kind of, and then you can do that before the annual fee hits and you can just kind of cash out what you got and then close it if you want to. This is inspiring me. I'm going to reach out to one of my friends who does credit card points for a living and we're going to get them on the pod. Like we have to because you and me love this. It's so helpful, I feel like, to learn about. So we should we should get them on for sure. Totally. And last credit card thing. Yeah. Uh, call your credit card and ask them what the benefits are. So before I just went to Mexico City, I called Chase and was like, hey, I know I have benefits with this credit card, but like, what are they? Like, what options do I all have here? And something that is very helpful for traveling right now, let's say that you book right now a trip down to Cancun and you have your hotel booked and all of that stuff. If you, for Chase, I don't know, like it might be a little different with all of the cards, but if you were to get COVID before the trip or crash a car or you go to the hospital, something happens, then that trip is covered before you leave. But if you go down there and then you get COVID, then they will not pay for the mess up of your flight and having to book additional nights because they said that like, well, you kind of put yourself in that situation. So that would just be a tip that I have is like mentally prepare I guess that if you were to get sick when you're down there, that that isn't going to be covered because she said that she gets calls all day, every day of people being like, why isn't this covered? What is this credit card even good for? And she was like, I don't know, but it's not covered. So Mm -hmm. just a helpful planning thing. It can help you before you leave and on say missing luggage or, you know, you crash your rental car or something like that. It's great for that stuff, but times have changed a little bit since the pandemic and Mm -hmm. just be aware of what your card covers and doesn't so you don't get blindsided one way or the other. Yes. So like Allison was saying, certain credit cards will literally give you insurance on certain things. So yes, that's another reason why I love having the two credit cards I have. And I've said it a million times. I have the Chase Sapphire Preferred which I recently added last year. And I'm so mad at myself that I wasn't using a chase for travel stuff before because I never got the hype. Oh, because I always was like a big Amex. I just like liked Amex's branding. I felt like, I don't know. I felt like I liked it better, but chase is so worth the hype for the travel. So we'll do a whole breakdown on that later. But I have that and then the Amex gold are the two points that I get. But I will say another side note, we're going to do quick rapid fire side note. I think it is maybe worth it to get travel insurance. And I was never someone who said to get travel insurance. I never got it, never understood why. But with like COVID and you, the potential, the possibility of getting stuck somewhere, you could pay $10, $15 for travel insurance, travel insurance before you leave for a trip. And then they could pay for your hotel if you had to stay 
out of country. So I think that might be worth it. You should look into travel insurance. I was convinced by someone a few years ago to buy travel insurance because again, it's like $20, but I think he had to get stitches in the US. He's Canadian, had to get stitches in the US, $3,000 bill. And if he would have had mm-hmm. travel insurance, it would have been covered. So, and it wasn't his fault either. Like someone dropped a beer bottle on cement and the, the glass like hit his face. And he was like, I didn't even do this. Like <laughs> This wasn't even me. So... That's another there, side note. Yeah. There is, there's so much that could happen. Like one time me and my friend rented mopeds and she crashed the moped and hurt her foot and it turned into like this $2,000 ordeal. Yeah. And it was like a split second thing. It happened so quick that like a pebble went under the tire. You yes. just never know. Yeah. So I'll also link in the show notes, like a good website where you can compare travel insurances because again, it is very affordable. Like I went to the UAE for a week and it was $15. So that's another thing I recommend when planning a trip. I don't know. You don't have to get it. But again, you never know what could happen. And I got it for the DR. I think it was $20. It's just good to have. So do you also get the insurance on your flight? Okay, that's another one where I don't know. I do it like half and half. I usually Me don't. Me too. <laughs> I, like, I, like, I Every single time, I'm like, should I get this? I don't know. I think it depends if I've been to a place before. Like I had already, since this trip to Mexico City was only two days in advance, I was like, nothing's going to come up in the next two days. I've already been there. I'm good. I'm not going to get it. But if something's like maybe a few months out and you're like, who knows what could come up? Yes. Then I feel like it's a good idea. Yeah. I don't think insurance for travel, like flight insurance or health insurance is ever a bad idea. So don't let anyone talk you out of doing it. Like it's 30, 50 bucks. It's $20 for health insurance. Like, I feel like it's always maybe just a good idea. But what could be really good with flight insurance, too, is if your bag's delayed. I know when you buy travel insurance for your flight, they have like, you know, if it's delayed three hours, even five hours, you can get money back from that. So that's always a plus. Yeah, I don't know. I go half and half on it because I feel like my credit card provides some really good benefits. So I don't yes, and feel so sometimes like sometimes you don't it. need to double dip. Yeah. That's kind yes. of what Chase was saying too, is like the insurance that they provide for the rental car is like better than the rental car insurance. Mm-hmm. And she was like, but then if you get the rental car insurance, like we're not gonna cover you. Yes. Yeah. And so she's like, but ours is better. So you don't need it. And then if, you know, someone runs into your rental car when you're gone, we have that all covered. Yeah. So yeah, just on those bigger things, definitely important, worth the time to just make that 20 minute phone call because it could save you hours and thousands of dollars. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, Other random tips, if you are booking flights and you don't have points, I would say fly, which I think Allison wrote this down, like fly out on days that aren't as popular. I saw this firsthand in these flights that I'm booking for our talent for a shoot. One of the talent is leaving and coming back on a Sunday to a Sunday. Their flight was like almost a thousand dollars round trip to Orlando. The other ones were coming on a Tuesday and leaving on a Tuesday. And it was like half the price because think about it. Everyone's leaving on a Sunday. Everyone's heading out. So try to book your flights starting your PTO or starting the trip on like a random day, like a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. It will be cheaper. Do you have any thoughts with any of that? Nope. I was going to say the same thing. Same with hotels. Hotels are cheaper on the weekdays too. Much cheaper. Much cheaper. Yeah. If you can travel like a Monday through Friday. I mean, it might not be as lively. Yeah. I was going to say caveat. 
depending yeah. on what you want to do there. Like, remember when we went to Marfa and we were there over the weekend and like nothing was open? Or we were, <laughs> no, wait, or, that was funny. <laughs> I was, okay, yes, yes. I was going to give the example of Blue Apple Resort. We went to this like yes. beach island. All of our friends were like, it's a party. You're going to have so much fun. We went like on a Monday and Tuesday and it was just like dead. Like, yeah. Yeah, so. Important we, things to keep in mind. Actually, it worked out great. Yeah, it worked out I, great. We did not need all that. We didn't want to do that, but it would have been like fun, have like a DJ by the pool, but we just had everyone like sleep, sleeping by the pool, um, but which is fine. It's again, yeah, because the place we came from before was a party. Do you remember yeah. when we were in that pool on the Selena rooftop? Yeah. That, that was, was a lot. That was a lot of people. <laughs> we were fun. like vlogging and everyone's like, hey, hey from <laughs> Argentina, hey from Costa Rica. Like, and we're, we're like, oh my God, I'm just trying to like show off the sunset. Everyone wants to be interviewed <laughs> by me in this pool. Wow, I forgot about all that. So yeah. Amazing. Moral of the story is make your trip based on what you want. Really do some self-exploration because trips are expensive. You know, most trips are going to cost you at least $1,000. Like that's kind of the reality of it. So make sure you're going to the place that suits you, suits your needs. And you're working with your friends, talking to your friends and making sure that you're on the same page. You have a great time. Two final closing thoughts before we wrap up. Global entry and TSA pre-check are awesome options. If you buy global entry, that actually includes TSA pre-check. It's a little bit more expensive. But if you're planning on leaving the country anytime in the next couple of years, I would just spend the extra, I don't know what it is, $25 or $50 for the global entry. And most credit cards will compensate that for you. So like I bought mine with my Capital One or my Chase, I don't remember. And then they just immediately refunded me that amount to my balance. Global entry will help you fast pass the customs line. So say you go out of the country and then on your way back in, probably in some big hub like Dallas, Atlanta, LA, New York, you're going to get out of your flight and you're going to have to go through customs before you get on your next flight. Well, if you only have an hour or two layover and that customs line is super backed up, you're not going to be able to have time to go through the custom lines, back through security, and then get to your gate. So global entry, you literally just go right to the front of that customs line. And then you, if you will also have the TSA pre-check, we'll get you to the front of the security line. Both can save you hours. And it's exciting when you like, I don't know, you, you know, you're so excited for your trip and then you're like, oh, a line, oh, a line. So it can just expedite that whole in-queue process. And you're panicking. And you're like, oh my God, I'm going to miss my flight. Oh my gosh, I have to ask people if I can cut them in the security line. Like, yeah, it's so worth it to me. And then you have time to go to the bathroom or like do your makeup on the liver or get your laptop out, maybe get some snacks. But I feel like when I'm just like standing in line, I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, you're just antsy. Yeah. Was there another thing you wanted to add? Hmm. I guess maybe a, the last advice for that. I think you get global entry at the airport in your town. And then with TSA PreCheck, there's probably a couple different office locations around your city. Regardless, if you just go to the websites, you pay for it and make an appointment on there. And it sounds overwhelming, but honestly, it, ac- it actually is very easy. Mm-hmm. I think another big thought to wrap this up is just don't be afraid to call places. Like Allison mentioned, call your credit card, see what they offer you. Call a hotel. Like if you found a, a price cheaper on Expedia or hotel tonight, call the hotel. They'll match that price. Try to always book things with directly who you're buying it from. Like I always buy my flights straight with the airline. Even if it's a little more expensive, if your flight's delayed, 
Expedia is not helping you. Travelocity is not helping you. You have to book with the airline. And same with the hotels. Like you could show up to a hotel and they might not have your reservation. Like maybe Expedia overbooked. So every single hotel that I've ever asked to price match, as long as it's like within reason, they will price match. So don't be afraid to call around and ask questions because yeah, working directly with who you're going with in any situation is always the move great last touch point. Well, we hope this helped. And this was a loaded planning advice episode, but Mm -hmm. we'll keep them coming. Definitely look out for our future travels over the next spring. And if anyone's going on a spring break trip, hopefully this helps prepare you a little bit more. Or if you have something coming up this summer, safe travels. We love when you guys send in your peaks of the week, letting us know where you're going. Yes. And yeah, if you're planning a post-graduation trip, big summer vacation, like Allison said, hopefully these tips can help. Sweet. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of Already Friends. Catch you guys next time. Bye. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.